few verses. Behold, I'll create new heavens and new earth. The former things will not be remembered, no. Will they come to mind? But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. So, the prophetic word is that God is going to create something wonderful for you in this season. Um, God is creating a new heaven. We are be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create for our, I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping or crying will be heard no more. I said again, behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. I want to speak only on the first verse today. I will create a new I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. That's the prophecy that God has given us in this season. God is about to create something wonderful. Now, I want us to understand that word create is the Hebrew word bara. It means to feed as, 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 as a formative process having a profound influence on a person's development. So, so, so it means to feed. It means to, to, to make happen. God is, God, God is going to see. He's, some people are looking into the, into the heavens to see any change in the atmosphere. But what God is saying to you is that, you see, it's for the spiritual people. You have to be spiritual in this season. You have to be in another level in this season. Somebody's going to hear me this morning. Playing church is over. Coming to church to market register because the Sunday is over. This is about your life. It's about a true life that you're going to live because you're going to create what heaven is creating. Let what the Father is doing in heaven be on earth through you. If you can't connect with heaven, you will never see the new heavens. You will never understand what is happening. God wants to create and creativity is going to come through you. Everything that needs to be created in your life is going to be done through you. If you're not connected, nothing will happen for you. Somebody's going to hear me. If you're not connected to heaven, nothing is going to happen for you. Being mediocre doesn't play a part anymore. These are the end times and you need to draw up and stand up and begin to be more serious about your life than ever before. It's time to understand that you're only living once and God has given you this chance to live your life. And you've got to shake yourself up and stand up and say, things have got to change in my life in 2023. And I will make them happen because I will connect to God so much that when I pray and I declare, things will come to pass because God will surely hear me. Why am I saying so? It's because that every time that, you know, um, our pastor was praying this morning and he said, before we pray, I want to assure you, I want to say something to you as a church and say that every time we pray, every time we say things and, and we think we've co um, conquered the devil, the devil goes away for a moment and everything looks right but it goes to reinforce because you've hit him somewhere where he feels it but he's coming back with more flood over you. Then he comes with a more powerful punch and, and if you're not waiting for it, you're not strong enough for it, it's going to fall you down for the rest of the year. But those 
who are understanding the creativity that God is putting inside of them, they'll be able to do much more in this year of 2023. And I'm talking to the church because, tell your neighbor, say neighbor, the time of being mediocre is over. Ah, can you see the person's face, how they're reacting, I don't know. But the time for mediocre is over. The time for playing church is over. It is time to build the kingdom of God. It is time to build the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is you. The kingdom of God is you. God is looking at you for everything to happen. Everything to happen in the kingdom. Everything. You see, when he says, seek ye the things of the kingdom first. And everything will be added to you. When you go kingdom wise, your family changes. When you go kingdom wise, your company changes. When you go kingdom wise, your marriage changes. When you go kingdom wise, your children change. When you go kingdom wise, everything is added in your life that you want to see added. When you go kingdom wise. First kingdom, not second. And we've been seconding God so much and we expect changes to come in our lives only when we think that we're in trouble. Then we try and make him first for a season when we're burdened by something and when we're going through challenges. Then we want to make him first for a season. And when God takes us out of a season of trials and tribulations, we go back to put him second. And then the devil comes first. Because you've shifted the position and when he knows that your door is open, he'll attack you more. Then you come again. But now it's time for consistency. Where you remain in one place forever. Where you remain until death do you apart. It's time for change. Tell your neighbor it's time for change. So that word create is para means a formative process of having a profound influence on a person's development. God is developing people. God is going to develop you. In this season, if you're serious, he's going to make you a masterpiece of something that he's going to be proud of. He's going to develop you according to what he's called you to be. According to what the gift that is put in you surfaces and becomes what it should be. If you're going to be a businessman, he's going to develop you to the most great businessman if you're a pastor the most great pastor if you whatever you are god is going to develop he's going to create so when he says i'm creating heavens he's talking about things that are going to be happening in the heavens that are invisible spiritual heavens things that are going to he's going to create heavens that means heavens covering a vast area he's going to create things in heaven so you're going to be connected to the spiritual heaven so you can see what god is creating for you what god is making for you and when you're praying and you're you're serious about your life god will reveal where he's taking you god will reveal where he's taking you when you're serious about your life i tell you you are not afraid of anything there's no fear in your life because if god is for you what can be against you if your dead is around your dead is around if he's not there he's not there but if zin the house god will always going to protect you so he's going to always hold your hand and take you to places you've never been heavens pertaining to spiritual invisible heaven god shall change the atmosphere and render our lives more fruitful it's going to change the atmosphere 
God's going to change the atmosphere in your house. God's going to change the atmosphere in the church. God's going to change the atmosphere. But the people that are, that are supposed to make the creativity come to pass are you and me. Because we're going to have a certain anointing that's going to change the atmosphere. Mm. You see, the atmosphere of church has got to change. See, when we are dry, when we are individually dry, when we come to church, we create a dry church. But when we are individually anointed and powerful, we create a change of atmosphere. And anybody who enters into the church feels that atmosphere. When you change your atmosphere at home, the devil cannot knock at your door. When you change the atmosphere, only the glory of God will shine in your house and the demonic forces will fail to enter. Those things that have been manipulating your life can't manipulate you anymore because the atmosphere has changed. It's been changed by you. So there's no one who's going to be crying, but people are going to be praying. There's no one who's going to be mediocre anymore because God has equipped you to be great. Tell your neighbor I'm great. Ah, somebody tell me. Say, tell, tell him I'm great. See, there's going to be great people in church that when you go to places where you've got to pray for people, you will know and you know and you know and you know that when you pray, God is going to say amen to your prayer. It shall be so. Is there somebody with faith in this place this morning? Tell your neighbor, it shall be so. You don't believe it, but I'm telling you, it shall be so. If, if, if you're dry, you, you won't feel the, the belief that you need to feel. But I'll tell you, when, when you're always praying, you'll begin to know and to know and to know that when you say, my father, my God, God turns around because he can hear your prayer. He can feel your connectivity. And whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, it shall be done for you because you're not a mediocre person. You don't knock when you need, but you're always there in connectivity with God because he wants to use you to create new heaven and create a new earth. He wants to use you to create a new atmosphere. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Some of you are going to go into business meetings and see change because of the power of the prayer that you carry. Let me tell you something. When you go to meetings like business meetings, you do not know what people are carrying. You do not know where people have been for, that, for the success of whatever they need in that meeting. They will come with their stuff. They come with their things. If you are weak, they will overpower you, powers that are of darkness. But when you carry your God with you, I tell you, everything will bow at the sound of the name of Jesus. Every knee will confess that you are carrying a great God. God is going to follow you. The spirit of God is going to follow you. The anointing is going to follow you. Have you ever noticed that, that if somebody was praying in a room and you entered that room feels different? When somebody has been sincerely praying in a room and you enter that room it feels different. When, 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 when some room is dry, you can feel the dryness in the room. So, you're going to change the atmosphere. 
You're going to change the atmosphere. I don't know how much I can stress it in you or on you that you're going to change the atmosphere. The onus is on you to change the atmosphere. If you're lazy, you're never going to change anything. If you don't want to, you're never going to change anything. But I want to change something in my life. I need to change things in my life. So I'll have to fight the spirit of laziness that's trying to make me become so, so weak in prayer. I'm going to try and pray so much that things happen. That's why we're fasting. Why are we fasting? Because we need to change the atmosphere. And, and some people are not fasting, they're slimming. It's like, okay, I just want to carry it from whether I, I don't know where you started, eight or what, but it's normally six to six. And, and people say, okay, I'm going to hold it until six. When the clock says six, show, you're, you're on your food. But, but between six and six, there was nothing that was happening. You're just watching the clock move until it gets to six o'clock. When it's six, you jump for the food because if I can do it for 21 days, oh, hallelujah, pastor, I fasted with you. No, it's no time for the pastor. It's no time for, it's about you. It's a time when you look at the scripture that God has given us and say, surely heaven is going to change in my life. And I'm going to pray like never before. Even if it's for this just one month, but I know that whatever I'm going to show in this time of prayer is going to hold me as the year goes by. I want to live a standard in my life because there's going to be change in my life. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I'm tired of the same old, same old. Now, God is, has, wants to change the atmosphere. And the things he has to do for us in this season should stand. See, you can't pray prayers of things that, that stand for two days and then they fall again. We, 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 we can't pray prayers that stand for a few seconds and then they fall again. Now, sometimes when you're in a church and, and, and you hear a good word at church, whoever is preaching, wherever church you go to, how many of you feel so good when you've heard a good word? You feel so alive because God has put a stand in you and you believe in that thing for that moment as you've heard it. And then, yeah, hallelujah, praise God, and you're on fire on Sunday afternoon. You're on fire on Monday morning and, and you're on fireish on, 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 on Monday afternoon. And, and then you are on F on, on, on Monday evening. Then you're on zero on Tuesday again. But, but when you heard that word, when you're in the midst of that word, there was so much fire and power and belief in you. But when you came out of that atmosphere, something began to change and draw you out again and drain you again because, because you, you were carrying something that was given to you, but you did not connect it with what was inside of you. So you carry it and build on it and build an atmosphere that changes because the power of the word of God is what you have in you. And, and, and God said to you that guard your heart because that's where your life is going to begin just guard your heart don't let anything else creep into your heart but hold on to my word because i'm going to make things change when the word is with you the word is the light of your path your word is the power of everything you're going to do because you believe in it because you're the faith word you are the right soil for the word 
You are the right soul for the world and, and that world will, will, will create more, many more things inside of you. So what, what God is saying for us is that he's going to do something that's going to stand forever. Let's look at Isaiah 66 and verse 22. When, when God does it, it's got to be amen. It can't shift anymore. You, you, you can't pray and, and, and get a job and then three months down the lane, the road you're fired again. Isaiah 66 verse 22. As the new heavens and the new earth shall I make will endure before you declares the Lord, so will your descendants endure. As the new heavens and the new earth that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord, so will your, your, your name and descendants endure. So God here is creating something that will endure, something that will stand, something that will not shift. When it's done, it's done. So when the company comes, it will come. And it will come because God is going to make it flourish. Whatever blessing God is going to bring in your life is going to stand. It cannot be taken away. So, so what he wants the blessing to do is to make your descendants endure. He wants to anoint you with something that can be transferred to the next generation. We, we don't want to say that because the father passed on, then the children are poor. There's going to be a blessing in your life that you can transfer to your children. There's going to be a blessing in your life, things you're going to leave for the people that come after you. There's going to be things we do in this church that will be taken over by people who come after us. The things of God have got to be enjoyed. They have to stand before God. They can't die because people are dying. They can't fall away because somebody passed on. They've got to stand. And God says, whatever I'm creating in this new and new earth has got to stand. It has got to endure. It has got to endure the hard times. It's got to endure the difficult times. It's got to endure. It just has to endure. It's going to stand. What God is going to create for you is going to stand. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. What God is creating for me is going to stand. Say it again. Say what God is creating for me is going to stand. If you believe that, shout a big hallelujah. It's going to stand. It is going to stand. What God is creating for us, it is going to stand. There'll be forces fighting it. There'll be assignments to break it down. But it's going to stand. So, for those who are going to say, I do in this season, for better, for worse, it's going to stand. Hard times will come, but it's going to stand. There's no marriage that's going to last for three months and then people are going back home separate ways. It's going to stand. What God is going to create it's going to stand. This, this world is full of, of crazy stuff. 
This world is just full of crazy stuff. And crazy stuff is created by crazy people. Just, just people. You, you cannot be offended or affected by people. Because people are not your life. People are, are meant to be around you to relate to. Maybe you have common goals or, or your things you're doing together, but they're just people that you have to relate to. But your life is not connected to any other person but God. And you've got to understand that God wants to take you in the midst of all those people to a place where no one can change anything. Any door he opens, no man can close. Because he's not worried about men, he's worried about him because he wants you to connect to him so that when he opens that door, no man can close it. When he shuts it, no man can open it. Because it's about you and God. It's about you and God, not people. So many people are just offended by people. You, 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 you take people to, you give them too much room in your life. To a point that they affect you. And I ask you where you're angry. You say, so and so. So and so made you angry. Really? Really? So angry. So angry. So angry. I don't want to come to church anymore, pastor. Really? So and so did it? Yes. And God is saying to you, what I gave you an assignment... What's I said, I want to build a new earth through you. You're being offended by people. How is my mission going to go? How is atmosphere going to change when people are affecting you? You're supposed to have the power so people can change. Not people having the power to change you. I need to have the power to change the atmosphere. I want to go where my enemies are and pray and see change. I want to have an anointing that when God says what he's creating is going to endure, surely it's going to endure. If God has put something in me, no one can take it out of me. If God has put joy inside of me, who can take away my joy? Why should my joy be stolen by somebody else? Because the devil has a plan. He sees the mission God is taking you to. He sees the joy God is giving you. So he's going to send me He's going to send me, me, pastor. He's going to send me, not anyone, me, to say a wrong word to you. Oh, my God. Pastor, say it. Imagine, pastor, say it. Not coming to church anymore. Shame. Because pastor's just a sinner like you. Because pastor's just as lame as you are. The only difference is you're giving a mic on a Sunday. That's, that's the only difference. Because I can also give you the mic on a Sunday. Second Peter 3 verse 13. Second Peter 3 verse 13. 
But in keeping with his promise, we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. We're looking forward to, to, to a new heaven and a new earth, which is going to be a home of righteousness. That, that word righteousness means equity. It means justification. We, we want to create an atmosphere of equity and, and justice. We want to have a church that knows that people are equal. You see, your bank account doesn't make you any different from the person who's got zero in the account and, and yours has got many zeros. Money does not change you. Money does not change your character. God is looking for people who understand how to create a, an atmosphere of righteousness. <coughs> an atmosphere of righteousness. When you're blessed, are you a blessing? Are you a blessing? Or is it about you holding and, and you being you and everything by you and stuff and it's only you and you're sitting on the can? It's, is it, are you going to be a blessing? Are you going to bring change to people? Are you going to bring change to your family? Some people don't even want to receive phone calls from their families. When they see a name, you know that person is always going to say, I'm in trouble. They are always in trouble. <laughs> and why do they seek you? It's because they see a, a savior in you. And, and why, are you, why, are you, why, are you, why are you taking your title off? Why are you taking your title off? Because that's what they see. I'd rather phone them and talk to them and say, I'm a bit stuck this month, but let's see what happens next time and stuff. Let them know and always know that I'm always there. I'm always going to help because the God that is in me wants me to help. The God that is in me wants me to extend. my. I, I, I look at calls that come and I know, and I know that this one is, is about money. And I know some of them that are mine. I don't know about yours. That I know that when I see a call from them, I know it's not about how are you, how are you doing, how is the family. I know, I know, I know they are in a situation. And they might start giving me a story when I call them back and, and try and, but the end thing will be, hey, let me tell you why I called. I got a problem. And, and, and at one time I, I, I was standing and, and, and we were praying and, and one pastor said to me, uh, um, Pastor, I want to see you after, after, after the prayer session. And I said, yes. And, and, and when I went to stand with him, he said, Pastor, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a situation. I need about 3,000 rands. So I said, I know God, you, you're always saying we should help, but this one I'm not going to help. And I said, you're a pastor. And he said, yes. And I said, and you can't believe for 3,000 rands. Because whatever I ask in the name of Jesus, it must come. I don't know if there's somebody who's got faith. I don't know when it's going to come. It might not happen immediately, but it's going to come. 
And if I'm a faith person, I'm going to wait and I'm not going to running around asking people for things when God has said that I, I should face on the promises and know that God is creating an atmosphere of righteousness. I must stand in it and I know that when I'm in right standing, justice must happen around my life. Equity must happen around my life. I'm as equal as anybody. God, you don't see me as a lower person. When I ask for something, something has to happen for me too. I'm not going to lower myself and go and ask people about things. If I don't have it, I'll keep quiet. But I'm going to pray until something happens. God is going to do it for me. No matter what, God is not a liar. He's going to do it for me. I'm going to have faith and know that if I ask for it, He's going to do it for me. All I need to have to learn is to have patience. Because it might not happen the way I want it to. And when you ask, God has already said, yes, I'm giving it to you. But what God is going to do is that, okay, I'm going to teach you between receiving and asking what's going to happen. I'm going to transform you because I said before, it's a time when God is creating. He's going to change your character. He's going to break you and change your character. And some people don't want to go through the process of change. You want to jump the queue. And God will put you back. If you come out of the queue, God will put you right at the end again, that side. Not where you were. And, and you're like, you're starting all over again. And it says, start until you pass this test. Until you pass it. So you come and you say, Pastor Pusha, borrow me 500 reins. And Pastor Pusha says, sorry, I don't have it. Then when, when they're driving out, you say... I don't want to use that word. But, 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 but you make sounds with your mouth. And you look at them and say, Bazen's over. Bazen's over. And when you hear that they had a puncher down the road, you celebrate. Like they got a puncher. <laughs> and you celebrate. What are you celebrating for? People can't change what God is creating for you. You're going to come to another level this year. You're not a baby anymore. You're going to change the atmosphere because God is creating a new heaven and a new earth. There's going to be change in our lives. Let's go to John 4 verse 23. You see, this season, there's going to be a lift in our belief. We, we have to come to a glorious state of belief. If we need change or to change the atmosphere in this season, we need true worshippers. We need true believers. There's going to be a change in this place. There's going to be a change in our church. The one thing I've noticed about our church, House of Harvest Ministries, ever since the ministry started, it's been the worship team. Ever since the ministry started, it's been the worship team. The only time we tried for a season was when we were in the upper room and everything was happening and the worship team was, was flourishing because there was somebody who came and said, I'll pick them forever. That person 
did everything for the worship team. He even got a flat for them where they stayed. He bought food for those who were staying far and, and was looking at all of them. Until that person left, then that war began again. And it's always been the worship team. And, and the worship team in, in our church is a burden. It's a burden to many. And, and it's, it's, it's gone on and off, on and off because of the attacks it has. Why? Because the devil knows what's going to happen the day the worship team is intact and things are going to go forward. He knows exactly how much atmosphere will change here and how things are going to happen here as long as he's made sure that that, 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 that doesn't happen. And, and we've got the people, we've got everything, but, but God is always holding us financially or something because he doesn't want anything to click. And then this is what Jesus says. He says, yet the time is coming and, the, and, and, and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. Verse 24. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, so worship time there's no one in our church. Everybody comes after worship. Some people come when, 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 when the word has started even. But worship time, people say, let's go before the word starts. No one says, let's go before worship starts. Or no one says, let's go and uh, let's catch intercession. Because we have got to create a new heaven and a new earth and things have to change. Things have to change. If we need to change the atmosphere, we have to begin to do things in a different way. I want us to look what used to happen in the Old Testament. And, and, and let's look at Second Chronicles 5.13. So, so if Lerato is, is sick, then we put CDs. If, if Ephraim is not there, then, then we put CDs. If, if King is not there, then everything sounds dead. Yet, they, yet there should be a chain of youngsters and people who are willing to be in that portion. Who, 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 who come in and out so we don't feel the punch of anybody being not there. Now you're going to go around begging people, can you sing? Uh, I, I don't want to sing, Pastor. Okay. Second Chronicles 5.13 The trumpeters and the singers joined in unison as with one voice to give praise and thanks to the Lord accompanied by trumpets, cymbals and other instruments they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang He is good, His love endures forever Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud 
Then the temple of the Lord, the atmosphere changed. So anyone who walked into the cloud was healed. Before the word was spoken, listen to what it says in verse 14. And the priest could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. The pastor did not have to preach. The power was there. The anointing was there because people truly worshipped and they pulled down the glory of God with their hearts. How are you going to change the atmosphere when we're all mediocre and so self-righteous? How are you going to change and bring a new earth and a new heaven when we're so mediocre? Because change has got to come. People have got to get healed in this temple. Change. I want change to come in my life because I entered where people were praying and worshiping and things flow for me. Not just for me, but for everybody. But I count myself glorious for standing amongst those people because I know when I join them, something's going to change in my life. Something's going to change in my life. I want to go to Galatians 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom. We, we can't be bound when God has said we're free. We, we can't be broke when God has said we're free. We can't be sick when God has said we're free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by any yoke of slavery. So we're going to stand firm. And standing firm is changing the atmosphere. Standing firm is praying regularly. Standing firm is doing things the right way. We're going to stand firm in that atmosphere so that we don't go back to slavery. So we don't get, go back to the things that yoke us down. We've got to change and, and shift our mindset and do things differently. You've got to shift because the yoke of your home, whatever is yoking down in your home, is going to break in the name of Jesus. It, it, it is for the freedom that Christ has set us free. And those that the Lord has set free, they're free indeed. We've got to be free. We have to be free. Tell your neighbor, say, I've got to be free. I say it again, say, I've got to be free. Say it like you're telling your demonic power, say, I've got to be free. Say it like you're saying to your enemies, say, I've got to be free. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year, you've got to be free. 
free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. 2023 is your year. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. You've got to be free in the name of Jesus. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. You have to be free. You gotta be free. I want to be free. So we gotta change the atmosphere. We've got to change the atmosphere. Behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. And now close with this. Revelation 21 verse 5. Revelation 21 verse 5. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. New heaven and new earth. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Verse 6. He said to me, it is done. It is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give drink without cost from the springs of the water of life. Anyone who is thirsty, God is going to supply your needs. When you stand at the, at the spring of the water of life, and the spring of the water of life is the word of God. The spring of the water of life is church when you come and praise it. Any spring of life you stand in shall change your life. It is done. Everything is done when you stand at the spring. Everything is complete when you stand at the spring. Verse 7. He who overcomes will inherit all this. And I will be his God and he will be my son or my daughter. He who overcomes. He who overcomes shall inherit. How many overcomers do we have? Are you an overcomer in 2023? Because if you are, I'm not saying it. The Bible is saying it. You will inherit all this. All things. And God is going to be your God and you're going to be God's child. And this is the situation for you in 2023. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. So we're lifting a standard. We're praying again on Wednesday because we're fasting and praying. And we had a number of people coming for prayer on Wednesday. It was such a joy. But I want us to come, all of us, if we can, because this is a new level. We're fighting a war for the church. We're fighting a war for our families. We're fighting a war for change. Because change is going to have the power to change the heavens and the earth. Because God is going to use us. Use us. One can put so many to flight. But ten can put so many to flight. A hundred can put so many to flight. So can we unite and become one voice and fight? 
Can you bring change? Because this is our year. This is our year. This is our year. God bless you all. God bless you all.